What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of You Can't Do That Anymore, a movie podcast where we take movies that once upon a time we loved and now looking back may have problems. As always, I am your host, Blake Schultz, and with me today is Anastasia Washington. Oh, not me first. Never mind. Anastasia's not (laughs) here yet. Joining me today is Terrence Tatum. Hello. Uh, Anastasia Washington. Hello. (laughs) There we go. The audience demands that that bit be at the beginning of every <laughs> single one. And our special guest, a good friend, he is the host of Mass Spec Adventum, the Hit Points podcast, the ultimate fictional character face-off, and you can see him at Hyper RPG, Matt Acevedo. Matt, how are you? Hello. Yes! <laughs> I'm doing great. I, I'm doing great. I'm feeling good. I am in a great mood. You know, I, I, and look, look, I'm just going to say, like, a lot's happened. A lot's happened in the world of like sports and politics, and and then on top of that, we Halloween was like a week ago, which is crazy. And then like, whenever, I don't know when people are listening to this, but this week it's also next gen release week, so it's just been like November's like yo, breathe. I'm like thanks November. Yeah, between this and then I looked at my Amazon, it was like you have something coming Thursday. I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's. It's been a very interesting time. We're recording this because it'll probably go up closer to December, but it, it's November 8th, so the world's been tumultuous, and it's definitely been a week <laughs> where I've both realized how stupid these podcasts are and how important they are at the same time. Because I get on everyone wow. and I'm like, oh, God, guys, there's so much more going on. There's so many more important things than this. And I'm also like, but for an hour, we get to just relax. Yeah. I'm going to hit a button and take us away from that for a minute, and then we go back to fighting the good fight. So in that spirit, we are getting closer to everyone's favorite time of year, uh, at least my favorite time of the year. I don't know about everybody else. The holidays are approaching. It's time to take a break, relax, breathe, and we are talking about a, I want to say 1994 classic. That is correct. He left the best time of the year. It's bye-bye. Bye-bye, Halloween. Well, yeah, likes a Christmas. I'm guy. with you on that. <laughs> I like all of them. I got all three starter Pokemon when I did Pokemon. Yeah, it was. I'm a pure uh, Jack Skellington, y'all. I yes. <laughs> it all. Look, it hits October, and I am rocking until February when I, uh, Valentine's Day comes, and then it's game over for me. That's right. Okay, I am the opposite. I'm a hundred percent year-round Halloween. So much so that my niece uh, brought her boyfriend over to my house, and he was like. Oh my God! You decorated for Halloween? I said no, I didn't. <laughs> this that's is amazing. just me. <laughs> that's amazing. Look, I will say on that point, like you should be able to watch like horror movies all year round. Like, like I well, like we do. We do watch horror movies all year round. You know. I was gonna say they kind of. I felt it when I first moved out here, and then we'll get on topic when they started releasing like a big horror movie in the summer. And at first, I was like, "What's this about? Wait for it." I don't want to be watching The Purge in May. <laughs> I mean, but it's a good it's a good point though. Like horror movies come out all the all year round, but they don't do that for Christmas. Like you guys have uh-huh. this two month window. If you don't yeah. come out, you miss Iron it. Man Three was a summer that, movie. Yeah, wasn't there's Hallmark, another one. Wasn't that's Hallmark true. trying to do Christmas all year round Christmas movies? Well, they that's just because they make enough movies to do Christmas all year yeah, round. They can they can cover a month with just all the films they've made but they're the all the years. same movie it's it like is they just white people almost random white people out 
(laughs) The city was too hard for her, so she went to a small town to discover herself. But the library was closing down, but she's a lawyer, so she goes to help the library. But, oh, the librarian's super attractive, and she's going to find love. But he's slightly grumpy. But he doesn't like Christmas because of his estranged parents. And speaking of estranged parents, we're talking about the Santa Claus today. Oh, and round and round we <laughs> well go. Done, sir. <laughs> the Santa Claus, a movie that you can currently watch year-round on Disney Plus from 1994, that spawned two sequels and came out at a time when Tim Allen was nothing but a fun man before we knew things we know now. Yeah, he was. Uh, he, was uh, he was in the pantheon of Americans' dads. Yeah, he was. Yeah. In a weird way, he still is. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He really is the last man standing right now, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, I loved Home Improvement growing up. Um, I have a personal connection to him. That sounded gross, but I did not mean it that way. But when I I was a kid, I used to go trick-or-treating with him, like, almost every Halloween. So he was always nice to me, but I was a kid. I was a black kid, but I was still a kid. <laughs> um, so maybe he I, only liked half of you. Maybe, but you know, <laughs> he was he was he was talking to my dad and stuff. So <laughs> don't know, but um, but I think there's just like there's something like uh very nostalgic about him. Still, it's hard. It's I, I it's like J.K. Just shut up, you know. It's just like shut up it, and stop ruining my shit. Like don't talk anymore. It's amazing how many people I'm like, if you just stopped talking. <laughs> yeah, like I could still watch this and be fine if you stop making this hard. <laughs> just shut yeah. your mouth. Like, let me give you my money and be quiet. And that's it. That's all I want. I so- ran into him on set. Uh, I was working Who's Line and it's at CBS and he was shooting Last Man Standing. I walked, I just ran into him in the morning and I made eye contact. I was like, he's like, morning. I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, he's a ghost. <laughs> it was like, it was kind of like, it was kind of trippy. I was like, wow, I was not expecting that. And so that was my Tim, Tim Allen experience. <laughs> Great. Uh, Matt, when was the first time you saw the Santa Claus and how did you feel about it then? Oh my God. I saw it when I was like, probably like five or something, you know? Like I was like a real, I was a baby. Yeah, I'm a youngin. I'm, I'm young. Uh, man yeah and i i i loved that movie i was thought it was so whimsical i i always like fell asleep at the parts and i think i can still talk about how like the weakest parts of the movies are the part that i lost interest in as a kid uh even to this day but every time like they went to the north pole and all the elves were like kids and the like, hot cocoa looked amazing i loved this movie um and then i realized as i'm watching rewatching it now and even going through it i got really emotional watching it and i and <laughs> And uh, I'm like, my parents got divorced around that time too. And I'm like, oh, as, a, as a, rewatching it now, I'm like, oh yeah, like this is all like on the nose for like the divorce. I'm like, this is, this is like therapeutic. I don't know what this is, but it is cathartic maybe. Like it's, it was like, it was real. Like the stepdad's like, reminds me exactly of like my stepdad and like the relationship with my real dad and the stepdad's like, is just like that. It's, oh, it was, Jesus. it's real weird. It's real weird. Uh, so I felt like a little personally connected to it in the in like a divorce way not a christmas way but um but yeah i think Sometimes that's dads leave and they become santa claus Sometimes. yeah I, my dad and is santa claus they it's just been they just leave <laughs> <laughs> uh 
I would much rather that my dad be like, and I'm Santa, goodbye, than some like cigarettes at 7-Eleven bits. Well, they could still tell you that. They just, they don't, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, uh, I'm so sorry. But also <laughs> great that you have this cathartic movie to watch. Oh, thanks. I, no, I think I, I still really like I, I like it for different reasons now, and things I don't like about it now are also different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I still think it holds up as, like, a weird Christmas movie that's that's nostalgic and warm. Uh, I even think towards the end. And like, yeah. This is probably going to be the first movie that we do, and we'll get more into it, that I'm less like, it's not that you can't do it now. It's that I don't think anybody would. And there's just a few scenes yeah. that you kind of got to smooth out. Because when yeah. you... I also was like five. I might have even been four uh, when I first saw it. I don't remember. But I remember enjoying the movie enough. And I had this really weird thing when I was a kid where if I thought a movie was good enough and it was done, we shouldn't make sequels. So as soon as the second and third one came out, a part of me was like, no. Dude, I did the same thing. I thought you guys were the grumpiest little kids ever. I don't want to go back to this I piece of joy. Don't bring me more joy. You did it right the first time. Make a new idea. I don't know. <laughs> I I I didn't. I, I don't know what. For me, it was more of like I was too cool for it. All of a sudden, I'm like Jack Frost. Yeah, right. Yeah, That's right. also the other two came out right when I was at that age of like, nah, man, I'm an adult now. And you're like, <laughs> is it the third Ball one that has robot like a like a robot Santa? That's real. That's a weird. I was like, I've never weird. seen it. I've never seen the third. Oh, you guys um, gotta do an episode on that. It's real weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> like funny. a robot I, this, Santa. This was uh, '94. I saw this. I was in my twenties. Mm, <laughs> right, I was a grown man. '94 uh, um, was like, like right before high school for me so it was like my either seventh seventh grade hmm. seventh grade winter um and i had nephews and nieces that were much younger so i took them to see this and i was like oh this is a cute little film i've never seen the second one or third one after that because at that point i've been definitely in that group where i was like i i'm too grown for i don't need to watch any more of this but i really did think this film was cute at the time um and a lot of that still holds up upon rewatch there are some some issues <laughs> I yeah. have, but for the most part, it still is a pretty solid film that I uh, I think Christmas doesn't have that much of a weight with me, um, so I don't really do a lot of the Christmas films, and this isn't one of those ones that I repeat on the Pantheon, but I wouldn't be mad if I did start adding this into the rotation, because it's a pretty cool flick overall, um, except for, you know, Tim Allen. Just shut up, man. Just shut up. I actually, um, I saw it on opening night, so I would have been almost 11 years old because it came out, what, November something, right before my birthday. Um, and it was like a whole, our whole family went, including my niece, who was like two years old, two or three, and we saw it in the Cinerama Dome. No like, way. Like, my whole family took up like a whole freaking row. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, awesome. That's I think sweet. it was really, I feel like we waited like a really long time. I feel like it was like too, like it was late, you know, <laughs> like it was really late, but it could have just been because I was like 11. Um, and I loved it. Like I thought it was so cool, but I also think it was like something about seeing it all together, 
it's there's something magical about the dome to me. I don't know. And there's something no, magical there about is. seeing yeah, yeah, like a holiday. Absolutely is. Yeah. Oh, I miss yeah. so much. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Uh, yeah. There is um, something also about seeing, I don't know why, but holiday films with like an entire family yeah. together is like it feels different. It does. Feels different, yeah. Like it made me be like, oh, greatest showman. I kind of liked it because my whole family was like, that was great. I'm like, ah, sure. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, I, sometimes it's a benefit and then sometimes it isn't. Although I do have this like, okay, so when we went and saw the last Star Wars, no, not the last Star Wars one, the first one with uh, Kylo Ren, or so uh, my whole family went and we had the whole row. And then my sister turns to me and she goes, Is that Darth Vader? I was like, No, that's Kylo Ren. She's like, What happened to Darth Vader? I was like, He's dead. She's like, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he died a horrible, horrible death. It was like, funny. It was a long time ago. They burned his body. They showed it. <laughs> you watched that man stop breathing. <laughs> when but you he actually down, he when you think about it, it's a weird scene to have in a kid's movie. This old, <laughs> decrepit man just stops breathing in front of you. Yeah. Well, that's. I think that's what's like fun about, I mean going to see things with a group right like you always have like these weird stories (laughs) like especially like when you go on like christmas day with your whole family like i feel like those are like those magical moments like thanksgiving going to see a movie like would you never do that again but that is so nostalgic to me (laughs) no now we'll do it over zoom and we'll all have to hit play at the same time watch let's go (laughs) i did that once for cats with a friend because i thought it'd be funny and it was just real I uh, I did it on a digital, safe, socially distanced date when we had to do that. And let me tell you, don't do it. If you're oh, single yeah. in quarantine, just wait it out. <laughs> just... Wow. So, oh, love sounds great right now. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting time. But uh, so this was at the time a Christmas movie for everybody. And like a lot of family movies in the 90s and the 80s, and maybe now and I just don't realize it, it had so much stuff that I feel like you would never put into a kid's movie, let alone a Christmas movie ever again. Uh, let's start it off with the fact that they murder Santa Claus. Just I mean, open. I didn't realize that they spelled Claus wrong in the title. Just like I mean, like as you know, it's the Claus on the card uh, until like, I was an adult. And and the fact that it's like, oh, if, if Santa dies and you put on his, his clothes, uh, you are Santa. It's like, what? Yeah, like the, the fact that this has happened before, that there's an actual rule that Santa just be out here dying. And when they do, you take their spot. Like, you murdered Santa and then, like, here you I like how you said, Santa just be out here dying. <laughs> <laughs> he just be out here dying, though. Well, there, you, it's the weird things that you start overthinking as an adult. Like, okay, so that's a man that had a life. Uh, before he was Santa, like a pre-Santa life. Uh, Even when Tim Allen dons it, I'm like, okay, so one, we got to get rid of this body. Two, we got to do a lot of crime reporting, I'm assuming. Three, you got to give your two weeks notice to work. You've got a family that like, there's a lot of stuff here that I'm like, you don't get to just throw on a suit and start. But I also identity. His identity is like, like, at the end, towards the end of the movie, it's, you know, it's like, He's being quite. There's a, the, the whole police seems real weird to me, uh, even as a kid. Uh, and like he's being interrogated. It's like your name is. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, his real name, you know. But but he's like, no, I'm Chris Kringle. And I'm like, 
dude, you know you were this guy. Like Scott C. Something. Yeah, he, yeah, he like, starts what? having a real like no about yeah. it, but it's like no, no. You have to understand in this world, no one thinks Santa is real. Right. It's not like there's a myth. He's not. He's not Thor, which is also why when his sleigh goes up at the end of the movie and everyone sees it. It should be national news. Magic is real. Santa's a real person. This is not like a well-kept secret in the suburbs of Chicago. He's not Candyman. And why are all these kids out so late? It's candy. Christmas Eve. It's They're out too Eve. late. We should all be asleep right now. Um, <laughs> what, what tripped me out a lot is that though his transformation in any other situation, any other film, that's a horror movie. Like he keeps, he keeps growing hair and he gets fatter. Like that is like you're being, you're, you're doing some body morphic stuff and your body's changing. That's a horror movie. I don't know, Terrence. It's also just like, your thirties. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I gained people weight. that have survived their thirties. Shut up. <laughs> I got grayer and bigger. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, it's crazy because I think now I, I keep thinking about the Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell on yes. Netflix. Yeah, dude. Because that's the next like big Santa tentpole movie, which is what about Noel. Also great. <laughs> I mean, that one actually had structure to like how you became Santa Claus. I was like, oh, this makes no sense, but also kind of sense. It makes a lot more sense than having a Thor's hammer situation with a sleigh. Which true, true. No this one is more like you have Jedi powers, and we must like get those Jedi Santa Claus powers out of you. Whoever also, is worthy or has murdered Santa can take this. <laughs> also, I, I had a question. Um, did he finish delivering presents the first night? Did he just do it? Like, did he I, I finish? Feel like that? he went to like four homes, and then it was like. F it. I'm done here. <laughs> I, I was unclear if he finished I don't know. it. We also this don't really know how much Christmas. We really don't know how much Santa had finished before he was screamed and murdered off the roof. For some reason, I have to assume, and this is only going off of being a kid in the 90s with Santa tracker websites, that the oh, North Shore of Chicago was not the last stop. Yeah, it I seems agree. like logistically, you wouldn't stop like almost. I think you would, well, you know, maybe you'd start at New York, go all the way around the world, hit California, and then maybe you would end in the Midwest. Became such a male podcast just now. He's like, and then you take the five to the four, and the weather channel says (laughs) it's going to be raining. (laughs) This is Tim Allen. He's the kind of man who would do this. That's true. You have to put yourself in Santa's boots. What's the most logistical way? I don't <laughs> no. want to be Santa. Then you've got a lot of responsibility. And no yeah. one will care if you die, apparently. He gets mm. back and they're just like, you're Santa now. You're Santa. That's it. Yeah. You know, the one thing that I was sitting here, because as an adult, it hits a little different. This movie actively did things to say, hey, your imagination, there is no Santa. Like, your imagination shouldn't happen. And I was like, wait a minute, guys. These parents, these her, his mom, his real mom, and then the stepdad are actively like, kid, get out all your dreams and hopes and <laughs> imagination. Screw all of that. I'm like, why is that? Why are they doing this to this child? He's like, a psychiatrist too. I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> I mean, that tracks though. I guess <laughs> yeah, so. Like, yeah. I, I guess I don't know when I stopped 
believing in Santa anymore, but maybe the kid was old enough where he was like, well, if he believes in Santa now, he's going to be a loser. <laughs> I, I believe First of all, spoiler alert, poor children that are listening to this podcast. Second of oh, all, God, there is no Santa. Second- no, no, no. <laughs> Anchor tells us our demography. They're 16 and higher. They're, oh, they're, they're hip to the game. They're still into it by then. We've got some you don't remember the moment that you learned that Santa wasn't real? Your brain blocks out trauma, Anastasia. <laughs> I remember it so vividly. I do too. I remember it super vividly. Well, I need to hear both of these stories. Anastasia, please, you go, you go first. Uh, I was watching Seinfeld. Uh, and my parents were out of the room for some reason. He said some joke about it. Like, it's like about believing in Santa Claus or something. It's like a kid believing in Santa Claus. And I was like, what? What? And I was like, but then I had this like panic. I was like, but if I tell my parents then all the extra presents will stop. So everybody in my family really thought I had some kind of mental retardation when it came to Santa Claus, because I never said it. Like, yeah, I just... I'm going to keep this, this thing going. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to keep this charade. I think I was finally, like, in my 20s when I was like, I, I don't believe in him anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've been milking the system for years. <laughs> I just didn't want to break the system. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, mine's kind of, mine's kind of sad. I think it's kind of sad. Uh, I was, my parents were divorced at this time. My dad was seeing this person who became my stepmom. Uh, my mom single living in, she was able to, she was living in an apartment. Right. And I remember I was going, it was my dad's turn. Well, guys, this movie is actually a lot more relatable to me than I imagined. Sounds like this is uh, triggering. Yeah. It, it's like, it was my dad's turn to take me. It was the Thursday night. So he had me Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, and Chris was like on a Friday or something. And I was eight and I was going driving to Pasadena in his car in the backseat with him and my stepmom. And I was like, it's a uh, guy's like, I'm so excited for Santa coming tonight. And I remember both of them laugh. They both laughed. They're like, <laughs> you believe in Santa? I'm like, yeah. And then they like didn't say anything. And then the Christmas morning I went to my mom's house and I told her she had presents from Santa. And I told her what dad had like laughed at me and she was so mad. And she had to tell me that like, yeah, it's not real. Like, but it doesn't matter because it's all about like it's you know Santa's like the feeling and the gift that of of like taking care of each other and stuff like that and it was like it was a tw- it was a Christmas it was a it was a very very were Christmas right were the uh, presents yeah. that year still labeled from Santa or did they have the from mom and dad on uh, my mom my mom got me presents from Santa but mom and and Ta- and uh, my stepmom uh, who, uh Tanya she uh. It was from them on, over there. Yeah. Gotcha. So, like, half of them were pretty so much about to ruin much, it anyways. It, it is very much <laughs> like this film where the, 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 the one half of the time is like, we're going to say this is mom and dad. And Tim Allen's like, it's from Santa. What yeah. are you talking about? And actually, uh, to answer Blake's thing, my dad, the previous year, didn't – I don't remember getting presents from Santa from that year. But, but I remember the justification from my sister that Santa is dropping him off in my mom's house. That was the justification. Oh yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that in split, split. Like when there's two homes before, they're like, "Yeah, he's got this address, but he only he's only dropping off the gifts at the other at the other place." Guys, this is. I feel. I feel lighter. I feel. <laughs> I've got, <laughs> got weight. <laughs> oh man. So uh, then, I guess this is almost more of a question for Matt. <laughs> The movie's portrayal of divorce, then, with this, I almost feel like the ending isn't happy most movies that deal with divorce are like and they found their way back to each other and we're a family again do you feel that it's 
better to like have him be like, well, now mom's got her life and I've got mine. And you'll see me when you look at this globe. Uh, yeah, that's a tough question. Uh, I don't know if it's like better. I, but like, man, it, it feels real. Like my dad was really invested in his job. So I didn't really get to see him too much. So it kind of felt like, real, you know, but like, it, it, look, no marriage, no happy marriage ends in divorce, right? So like, it's a good thing. They're both remarried. I have like, like it's my, I'm, I, guys, I am okay. I need to say that out front. I am okay. I am not after my parents' divorce, but that's a different topic for another time. <laughs> <laughs> another movie will trigger that. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, uh, I don't know. I think that like the relationship, be, like between, like I think the parents could have handled it better in the movie, like. You know, they, like they were, they just, I feel like to Tim Allen's character's credit, he was being honest with like the mom and the stepdad about everything that was going on. And they were like refusing to believe it. And that was what Charlie believed in. And they like would not let him believe in that stuff. So I'm like, you guys like, I feel like you should have, that should have been handled better for a kid. That's because you know? most, my parents yes. are not divorced, but all my friends who we come get from. get it. You are, have another privilege over us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my parents are happy and they love me. Oh, I didn't say anything about happiness or love, Anastasia. <laughs> Uh, this is fun guys thanks for having me on <laughs> hey i'm really taking a turn on our happy christmas episode <laughs> but christmas specials are always are sad about. and get happy you know exactly. yeah, yeah 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 uh but most of my friends who had it when they had step parents the conflict always was well why is this step parent saying anything to do with the younger kids and I feel like in this movie, this stepdad comes in and is just like, you can't believe in that anymore. And honey, get him in line. He had way more say than I think any he stepdad new to the relationship has the right to. I agree. I agree. He, she was dignitized. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A great and, uh, word. But to be, I, I think the character of the stepdad, I, I found now I kind of find him really entertaining. Uh, he's just such a character, like as an adult, like so ridiculous and so like I kind of wanted more of him in the movie. Well, because they say he's a psychiatrist and he acts like like a hyper therapist instead. He's never prescribing yeah. anything, and he also never has a like a danger of what it is. He's never like, look, studies have shown, and I've had patients who, when they believe in Santa in their formative years, blah blah blah. He's always just like, no, no Santa. Tim I love Allen's that when like, he went. He's Tim Allen shows up. Cocaine in the seventies. Fuck this guy. <laughs> Dude, I love when Tim Allen comes full Santa, like for the first time, and they see him, and he's mesmerized, and he's just like, he's gone full Santa. Here's my card. <laughs> yeah. And he gets his Oscar Mayer wiener whistle, and that's it. And he's the, like, so he's like, he's he's in hog heaven at that point. The easiest toy to find. He's not in search of a like hard to find toy. Yeah. He's not in he's not in search of anything like rare or valuable. It's like put a quarter in the machine, turn it, and get the bubble pop good. toy out. At least at least her was a hard to find rare like game and or or, or, or gift. I was like, this is what he wanted. I feel like this explains why he became the person that he is. I totally agree. It has to, it says a lot about his the household he grew up in, right? <laughs> right. Like, it He's really like, just does. Give me attention or love. And no son one. of mine will have a wiener whistle. <laughs> was that in the cracker? Was that we get that in the cracker jacks? 
Was that I think that it, from? I think it was a, um, uh, what do you call them? Bubble pop toys. You put in the quarter and spin. Oh, it's like the oh, vending gotcha. machine. I, I right. could be wrong. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I just Why aren't you an expert on like? I also kind of think that whenever the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile was around, they just handed them out like candy. That's what I thought. Yeah. Oh yeah. The yeah. parents are just like you don't need that shit. <laughs> so we're not following a, a wiener around to get you. Yeah, an American Beauty dad who was just overly cautious. There's a scene, I mean, there's a sequence or a part of this film, though, that just gets really dark. And I, this, for the first time, I guess when I was a kid, I didn't notice it. But for this time, I watched it. Oh, now this is uncomfortable. When he starts gaining weight, they go on a, like, fat shaming good 15 minutes. Like, I'm going to yeah. call you out, fatso. And people are like, what happened to you? I'm like, do you say that to anybody who may have gained, like, a What's few pounds? The people we- do. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's the meeting scene. <laughs> the luncheon is is the weirdest in the whole movie, and even as a kid, that luncheon scene is like is the most off scene to me. It's just like it like, doesn't really fit in with any of the other humor that's in the movie either. That's no, like but it lets it go on this podcast. So <laughs> there you go. That's true. There you it go. knew that, and it planned for the future. <laughs> <laughs> One day there will be a podcast, and they will need us. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, maybe they showed all that to show the how comfortable he got at the end. I think. <laughs> well, what's what's so crazy about I'm that reaching. scene, though? I'm reaching. He, yeah. He walks in right before they ordered lunch, which means the workday has been going on for two or three hours. He is unfazed. Screw his weight gain. He's come in in slippers, pajamas, and a robe. Yeah. Yeah. That's the weird part about it. Right? Yeah, I would be like, you're disheveled. You you don't look like you're ready for work. And they were like, hey, you're fat. Fatty. <laughs> I don't know um, if you know what Hollywood is like and also what Hollywood was like in the 90s. I don't. They <laughs> would have said stuff like that. Well, they, yeah. they basically send him not home partially because of what he's saying is like, okay, you're crazy. You're, you're messing up this ad. But more so because you're fat. <laughs> Can you go yeah. lose weight? Could but you imagine? That's they would say. <laughs> I can't imagine like, b- like being at work and someone just orders like some, a lot of food, I, and all of us just stare, just stare at them, at them. <laughs> like dead silence. Like even as a kid, I'm like, this is weird. Like as a kid, I knew like, like why aren't they saying anything? <laughs> like so, you guys are what what you're saying is you had a normal outside of Hollywood childhood. <laughs> <laughs> you did not experience these things. Yes. Yes. Correct. Yes, we weren't uh, all trick-or-treating with tool time Tim Allen. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay, but the trade-off. Oh, the privileged great. white guy over here. I'm walking doing okay, candy in tra- Beverly Hills. <laughs> but here's the trade-off. When you're eight years old and your manager's like, you should probably lay off the candy bar. That's your norm. <laughs> like- <laughs> oh my God. Jesus. That's Hollywood, you guys. It's okay. I have a therapist. I, I, I think Judge Reinhold, though. It is. Is that bad? <laughs> Wait, is he dead? Did I just kill him? Sorry. You might have. <laughs> it's also, again, though, weird that this magic that he gets doesn't just affect his, like, weight. He's alive, sorry. Right. It's, it's not just, like, you look like Santa now. It's you have the stereotypical diet of Santa. When he goes to the doctor... And the doctor's like, so what's going on? Well, I eat only milk and cookies. Like, what? I mean, are you 
magically fat then, or did they, did it alter your taste buds? And where that gets confusing is they he gains weight, but they're like, but you're completely healthy. Like your blood pressure and everything is fine. Yeah, he you're just now fat. He essentially becomes like a Wolverine with a slow metabolism. Yeah, like, and his uh, heartbeat's dope. Oh yeah, so, yeah. In the, the Christmas song. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> no one questions it. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer him not be in the Wolverine category because I love Wolverine and I do You don't not, love Santa Claus? I don't find him attractive in the same way. <laughs> you know, so I feel like I, I, I knew someone who actually like that was like their thing. And I thought oh, that was like into Santa's? Yeah. They 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 were like that's like their thing. That oddly was, makes a lot of sense to me. He's a giving person. He knows when to leave. He's not gonna I, spend the night. I will say this. I kept during this film saying, please, for the love of God, stop shaving your beard because when you are Santa without the beard, it just looks weird. Like, I, yeah. I need you to have the beard on because otherwise you're just, it's gross. I had another question <laughs> too about, so, so can like, I know I, I might be backtracking. If I am, just let me know and, and, I'll, and I'll, but it's like, it just came back to me. Um, when so whenever someone becomes puts on the santa and, and the clause takes its effect do do like is his personality completely wiped and is he like not like does so the person before like were they like, like does it completely wipe who you are you obviously keep your memories but do you completely just like become someone else because that that seemed to be the case like could someone super like bad put on the santa thing and like Become Santa, like you're Jeffrey asking, Dahmer, become Pole? Santa. Something. I would I see film that movie. Right there, Can I see that movie? <laughs> you're about to. Mel Gibson is in that movie this that's winter. True. Yeah, that's true. The Fat yeah. Man. Oh man, have you not heard about oh, you, the Fat Man? Oh my God. Yeah. Mel no. Gibson is a bad, bad man, but this movie looks awesome. <laughs> it's like an action. Man? I think it's called the Fat Man, and yeah, I think it's, it's Fat Man. It's Walton it's basically, Goggins. And, uh, <gasps> oh, Walton! Santa Claus has like basically gone rogue and lives among us, and some it's kid who, Fat Man. Yeah. yeah, some kid gets a lump of coal and hires Walter Goggins to go kill Santa Claus, and Mel Gibson has to like train and get ready to fight this yeah. guy. Is it? You watch that trailer, you think it's an SNL skit, and you start realizing that it's real, and you're like, oh, I want all. I that. I need to watch that. <laughs> Can't I'm find it on IMDb. Where? But Matt, I think to better answer your question, I have to think about Captain America. Anastasia no, does I have to leave. <laughs> I have to leave. <laughs> when he gets the super soldier serum from Stanley Tucci, I think, and he's like, "Good becomes great, bad becomes worse." Hence the Red Skull. I now have to assume that Santa's clothes work the same way. Do you have to assume that? Do you, do you have to assume that if you throw it on and you're bad, you get worse? Seems logical. If you throw that, it on and you're good, you get better. I think, I, I mean, like, man, I, that just answered all my questions. That's amazing. I think people, yeah. this is a moment, if you see a dip of when people stop listening to this podcast, it's right there. Right you're there. like, well, we got the answer. I've got what That's I it. Out. I've gotten what I came for. Good day, people. That's incredible. I love that. I love that. I, I'm forever telling people that, by the way. It makes the most sense. <laughs> He's uh, That would make, I guess, Jack Frost the winter soldier in the third one. Yeah. Yeah. That's and the wild. rise of the Guardians is Civil War. Guys, I figured it out. Oh, no. <laughs> 
no. Anyways, getting back on this page, because I feel like now, really outside of the fat shaming and some like pretty hardcore adult humor that I now find hilarious, like when he yes. implies that he was doing hallucinogens in the 60s to his child. <laughs> when he's like flying? Oh yeah, that's ridiculous. It's okay, kid, I survived the 60s. <laughs> I'm done work. Like, wait, what? It's also Tim Allen, so you're like, He's got a list yeah. of names. <laughs> right. He's going to check his list twice, too. Um, but now, I feel like almost since the Santa Claus, most Christmas movies don't even try to do some of these things. This is a movie where this Try to poor... fat shame and... Wait, what? Not even that. That, <laughs> yes. Yeah, but I feel like that actually is probably more in there than the I other I feel things. like that sticks around, actually. Because yeah. now you have things like the Christmas Chronicles, where it is just Santa's a person, he's real, and everything's going to work out for this family. We're not going to have any gross mm. humor. We're not going to have anything for the parents. This is a children's movie. And if we imply he's done drugs, if the family's not together at the end, we have failed. And I feel like this movie is one of the last bastions of like family for everybody meant we slipped in some jokes. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I you know i something i do i, I there are things like look I, I actually still like this movie i think <laughs> there's some problems with it and stuff but the, the, the things that i think like I, I actually think the kids are great i think the kids are all really fun like they're just having a good time they get to play in the place i always wanted to play in which is like the north the set of the north pole it looks dope it looks like like knock off willy wonka in like the best way uh and that hot cocoa and the cd maker like it's dope uh, and I was rewatching this movie, and you you could take this or as a positive or negative, Blake. But uh, I was, Bernard showed up, and I'm like, dude, this is just like Blake. No, yeah, that sounds. Right. <laughs> and I, I I mean I meant that in like the best way possible. Like I'm like watching this, I'm like, this guy's mannerisms is just like Blake. Bernard is just like Blake. He like he, he like he's like the the theater stage manager everyone had, you know, in college, like. He's a little grumpy, but he's cool, you know. He probably smokes. <laughs> I don't know. Like he reminded me so much of you for some reason. And I, no, that tracks. I'm always just a little irritated with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what did we make this? <laughs> Touching. Yeah. That's fantastic. So then, what I guess does make a Christmas movie work and resonate? What What is What are you looking for in a Christmas movie? Oh, don't go to me because my Christmas movies are very different. <laughs> you like the Christmas movies dark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it's it's funny. There's a feeling that I get watching Christmas movies. I don't. I, yeah. I can't tangibly say what it is or call it, but there's something that, like, when you're done with it, you're like, there's a smile, and you're kind of like, all right, that was that's Christmas. Home Alone does it for me immediately. Like the second I pop that on, I'm like, I know this is christmas even though that's got a lot of issues but <laughs> but it's it's definitely a feeling that you get and for me that whole sequence when he when the elf comes out and puts in the passcode and north pole pops up so they leave off the mm -hmm. north pole i love every inch of that i don't know what happens to judy after she gives him the cocoa and gives him the speech but she was fantastic i was like, i want i want that elf to come back we never see her again but i i, I, lo I loved her uh, in that that part uh that's those moments um, are when I, I just start smiling from ear to ear and I'm like, all right, there is some type of Christmas joy still left in this universe. <laughs> I, I, I'm with Terrence on that. I think it's definitely capturing the feeling and part of it's like this whimsical, uh, it's, it's, 
it's adding belief to it's like childlike wonder it's like i i think for for me a christmas movie either needs a super sad uh family stuff or like literally just go all out childlike wonder like and to me uh honestly i think this had both like even now with its problems i think it has the childlike wonder i wish we could stay in the north pole longer it like it felt like oa and the green lantern where it's like oh we only got like five minutes of oa why don't we go back to that small we have to get off of this quickly yeah and (laughs) also probably because of kids like all like the oh my god like all the coogans and all the like the the teachers that needed to come in like it's it makes sense why they only had x amount of time but i wanted to live there a little longer and I don't know. It's that feeling for sure, man. And just that whimsical childlike wonder that we, I feel like it's easy to lose, but there's something about probably the nostalgia of it all. And, and, you know, and the, 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 the celeb, um, what's the, the tradition of it is that kind of reignites whenever I get like, see a movie like this, that childlike wonder. So I don't know. Yeah. I think that's probably what it is for me too. It's, it's because there's so much nostalgia just baked into Christmas of, for me, it's lights and snow and ice and hot chocolate and shoveling driveways. And when you kind of re-see that without the freezing temperatures, it's great. And I feel like, you know, if you just clip out the fat shaming scene, although he perseveres through it, but they never learn their lesson. It's not like he gives them coal or anything. Right. Or they get fired or make a bad toy. That's a through line we should have seen. We should have seen them make this bad toy. And they all lost their jobs. I totally agreed. Oh, that's a great, I would have loved to see that. Because they're toy makers. Yeah, and you walk in, he's like, Santa's got a tank. And you're like, oh, God, how 2004 of you. I think that's the way you, you don't necessarily need to, but if you're going to keep the fat shaming stuff in there, the way that you kind of get around that or keep it in there saying these guys get their comeuppance, because they they need to at least say that what they're, show that what they're doing or how they're responding to this isn't good. And so the way you do that is like, hey, guys, on the back end, you give them coal. If you guys said they make a toy that's not good, something or another happens to them. You'd be like, oh, yeah, all right. And cool. you can still do so much of the comedy from that scene without making, without pointing out his weight. You can still have him order all the desserts and do this like, oh, yeah, the Caesar salad. And then this mountain of food you can yeah. still have him go to the doctor with his like jingle bell heartbeat and i just eat a milk and cookies doc i don't know what's up with that <laughs> like you can do a lot of these games without and again the weird thing to me isn't that he's gained weight because like i don't know people gain weight no but like if i walked into a, if i was at work and terrence like rolled in in a robe and pajamas i wouldn't be like that man's got a little portly. I'd be like, that's something that's horribly wrong. (laughs) 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 Or I'd be like, that guy's got to figure it out. I'm coming to work in pajamas (laughs) and a robe. You know, and I also think something that, that, I mean, any movie, but even more so with these, like with, you know, Christmas movies is the music I think is really good in it. I think the music is, the music itself captures that feeling, um, Mm -hmm. which, you know, Obviously, a good movie is going to have a good score, but like, you'd be surprised how many movies don't. Uh, so I think you know, music plays a huge part in our nostalgia and activating a part of our brain we don't really use, and like, and playing. It's part. It's a sense. It's a um, a sense memory that like that helps people. Uh, you know. Um, so I think that's like the music, especially in Christmas, like holiday movies, play a part in that too, and that feeling. I also am curious why. If this is more about the movie, and I just remembered it. 
Why in so many movies with Santa Claus and sleighs is there an armed militia to stop him? We see it here. We see it in Christmas Chronicles. We see it in Nightmare Before Christmas. They always send out like a SWAT team <laughs> to take down a sleigh. <laughs> I think it has something to do with like this, like uh, like a commentary on the world. If this was actually happening, people would be like, "What the hell?" Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> and to be too jacked, like, e- like with E.G., they're like, "We're coming to shoot." We don't know what this yeah. is. We're going to shoot this thing. <laughs> and and, and Nightmare, to be fair, Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas, they, they this guy was putting monsters yeah. in people's houses. And that's also that's one of the few movies where the world is aware of Santa's existence. It's yeah. not a yeah. thing. So that one is more like that man has commandeered Santa Claus. <laughs> it's like they're not wrong <laughs> they're not wrong on that one yeah yeah he's still you know he figured it out he landed and had his sad song about why he's a god <laughs> yeah just yeah. a different god uh so it sounds like for the most part we're in agreement but i'll ask anyways it's now 2020 this is an older movie is this still something you think you can play today and show to people are the problems few enough in it that you could just be like, don't fat shame people, but enjoy this comedy? Or is I it thrown so. out? I, 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 I don't have that many issues with this movie to outside of who the person is, but that, if I'm showing this to the child, they're not going to know who the hell Tim Allen is one way or the other anyway, so that that's irrelevant. Um, so it's just like, alright, this is a cool uh, Christmas film that I could easily pop on for an hour and a half and just have fun with it. Uh, I don't think there's only if you actively have to take it too serious. And the only issue that I really have is the fat shaming part. And even that, once you get out of that scene, because the doctor handles that much better than the office workers do. And I think the doctor scene kind of makes that shaming of the fat not that much of an, like it feels a little bit more comedic than it does hateful the way the, 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 the scene shaming of the fat sounds like a shakespearean like self-help book <laughs> it came right after othello it was right after othello. <laughs> it was also not written by shakespeare just kidding um <laughs> that's a theater joke you guys whatever um i would say uh it's not really on my uh christmas watch list currently but i don't have any problem with showing it to people or watching it um i'm just weird and i don't wa- i i watch other things for christmas uh, yeah my christmas gets really dark so some, some yeah. stuff that's super light as this wouldn't yeah. be like yeah i pop on scrooge for my christmas which is a twisted flick of, yeah. of a christmas movie so something that's this joyful doesn't always end up in there but if i had kids around Pop this on because this feels more. Well, no, you guys traumatize them early. Um, early? Okay. Yeah, traumatize them early. Uh, No, like, I think the most joyful film I watch at Christmas is probably White Christmas, and there's some, it's not always joyful. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, I think this, this is, it's fine to show modern day. Yeah, I I agree with everybody. I I, I don't have, I, I actually don't have many issues. I think, you know, I think we're all in agreement that the fat shaming scene is all has always been like the weirdest out of place scene uh, and it could have been done better. Um, and if I'm sh- like a kid's not going to pick up on that, I didn't like really pick up on that. And like, if a kid's going to start fat shaming people, like for watching it, like the parents, like it, I think there are parents, like it, you know, it, it's more a reflection of like how their parents speak around them. I don't think watching a scene that they're not going to remember is going to be the thing that, you know um, and also like, right. I do think that, 
look guys, maybe it's because I, I like, like I said, this, <laughs> I had some, I was going through divorce. My parents were divorced when this happened, but like this scene, I do think it, it highlights a lot of, a lot of people kind of deal with this similar kind of divorce situation. Like not all like people, a lot of people don't know how to handle it. And I think yeah. this actually shows how people don't really know how to handle it. Uh, in 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 a way that's kind of realistic like i see a lot of stuff even to this day guys where i'm like wow this is like this is crazy that like a scene that stood out to me is when my dad first got divorced sorry i'm I'm gushing again uh but like and like you know i'd have one-on-one time with him and we'd go like i've had the denny scene i've had the scene where like my dad doesn't really know what to say to me and we're at denny's and then he looks over at like the the other like like divorced dads with their kids are like ah, burnt turkey you know <laughs> like, like I, i've been fire. there His dude like, hand is on fire, like gone <laughs> yeah so I, I think like in a weird outside of christmas thing it shows how divorces can be sometimes you know so yeah i mean that's accurate i mean i feel like i feel like there's not a lot of uh, uh divorce Maybe there are some divorce Christmas movies, but this one does it pretty well. Yeah, because yeah. usually the, in those other divorce movies, they get back together, don't they? It's like we got. Yeah, out. it's usually yeah. very like. Is yeah, it like liar this. liar? Where it's like Jim Carrey and the who the I cannot remember who plays. Which is the one where he like he like goes to the North Pole? Uh, no, he like lives in the in that mall for a little bit. I can't remember. The terminal? No. <laughs> the terminal. I also was like, yes, the terminal. Everyone's favorite Christmas film about divorce. That's going to drive me crazy on stage because I know exactly what you're talking about. Right? Okay, it's like something me. north, right? Uh, typically the stepdads or stepmoms, whoever it is, they end up becoming the bad guy and they do something bad and then they the audience wants them to go away and then the story feels comfortable. It's like, all right, well, we'll get rid of them and then we'll put the parents back together. When, yeah, because like usually the kid... Earlier, Typically, the parents are apart for a reason. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think – and I, to, kudos to Charlie for being an adult in this movie because every other movie and every kid, I did it, like, would wish, I, for all I want for Christmas is my parents back together. But Charlie was like, huh, this is normal. We're going to get through this. Like, Santa's real. You know, like, yeah. he's, he's, he's ahead movie, of the curve, man. This movie opens with Charlie like, this ain't happening. They are not getting back together. So I'm not even yeah. going down that, down that road. That's an interesting point that this psychiatrist is so concerned. Oh. North. It's called North. Sorry. Yep. He's so... <laughs> concerned with his stepson like falling behind or being immature but he's handling divorce with the maturity of leaps and bounds out of anybody else yeah yeah out of the two people involved in it his parents are both children and he's just like can y'all be chill it's christmas yeah i love it's it kind of realistic he, though like yeah he walks up and he puts his hand on like the the little chimneys, like, can you guys be like? He's just like a little attitude. He's, he's, he's like, got his... kid, kid, you're gonna be great in psychiatry one day. Like, no, I'll stick to the family business. <laughs> yes. Wink. I don't want to do anything that you're doing, sir. Which means he has to fun. kill his dad. <laughs> that was the first thought that came into my brain. I was like, that means you have to murder him. But to be fair, does does we don't know if 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 putting the clothes on makes you immortal. We don't know that, right? Well, we know it doesn't because that dude falls off but like he, a regular-sized house and dies. Yeah, it's like it wasn't that hard of a fall. Now, I can see if he broke something, but this dude died. Oh, falls like, on was... his back in the snow. It's fresh. It's only a two-story house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're going to keep this franchise alive, and the first scene in the next movie is going to be Tim Allen dying on the bed like, Charlie, you got to take on the, the, the family business, Charlie. <laughs> I imagine 
that if I had to wager a guess, we're about to get a stealth dropped Santa Claus 4 on Disney Plus, and it will be Charlie now being old enough to be like, give me the fucking clothes. Oh, yeah, man. I, go- I Google stalked him. He's available. <laughs> <laughs> give me the, the keys to the kingdom. <laughs> no. He's ready. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. Oh. Uh, the last thing I will leave you with is a little bit of trivia on this movie that I just looked up because I was curious. Because uh, I vaguely remember it because when I was in high school, everyone always referenced the like 1-800-SPANK-ME as a sex line number. That was like the, a joke. So it came from this movie. And in the original theatrical release, Scott and Laura have a quick exchange. Scott gives him a piece of paper with Neil's mother's phone number on it and says he knows this number, 1-800-SPANK-ME as a joke. It turned out that this was a real sex line. So they changed it in the home video release and on Disney Plus and took out the line and changed the number to 1-800-POUND. Which sounds but is not an active number. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) What a time. Uh. (laughs) What a time. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. This has been the You Can't Do That Anymore podcast, and that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, you can leave us a review on iTunes and other ways to support the show or simply by following us at Can't Do That Anymore pod on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. I'm at, as always, Blake. Terrence is at Terrence Tatum. Anastasia is at Anastasia Washington. I do another show called How Do You Figure about action figure collecting. Terrence does our Hollywood Already Did It YouTube channel for new movies when those exist again. Anastasia has the hysterical podcast about history and the serial killer podcast about serial killers and serials that would pair well with them. Matt, where can people find you and what else do you do? Guys, this is a blast. I honestly, this is the best podcast I've been on in a while. It's, I feel real great. Uh, thank you for having me. It was just, it was real fun to talk to you all about this. Uh, you can find me at the Matt Acevedo on all socials. Uh, also check out the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast. Uh, Blake has been on that one. Uh, I have not been on that one. I've been, been on, on hit, points. hit Points. That's right. You've been on Hit Points, which is our video game podcast, uh, as well as um, check out Mass Effect Adventum, which is our tabletop RPG set in the Mass Effect universe after the events of Mass Effect 2. You don't have to listen to Ma- play Mass Effect to know what's going on. Uh, we've had great guests on, including like Mark Mir, who's like the voice actor of Commander Shepard. Uh, and many others. Um, so come check that out. And uh, let's play some PS5. Soon we will have our... Well, by the time this is out, we'll all have them. Yeah. And Merry Christmas yes. to one and all. Yes. Also, just keep watching a whole bunch of 90s Christmas stuff um, and soundtracks. I love residual checks. Thank you! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>